Welcome, everyone, to another week with your hosts, Mordechai Weimgern Harvness, and it is always a pleasure and honor and eschos to be able to do this program and to have you all asking your questions. So please feel free to call up and ask your question. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And as always, we look forward to having your questions your comments, and it's always a schuss to be able to do that. So again, the number is 718-683-5858. And Rebnissen, what is the number to the text? 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Excellent. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. So I would just want to discuss two minutes with you, Rebnissen, a concept that is that I'm getting asked many times about this, and it's interesting how maybe we can continue creating an awareness. And that is that there are different natures out there of this. And some people are stronger people. Some people are more emotional, softer people. And what I'm finding is I'm getting messages. I have a friend that's a bully, and these are coming from adults. There's someone else that has sent me a message, and let's say it's about parents or about in-laws, they're such controllers, they're manipulators. And for whatever reason, once you meet them, and I'm not trying to minimize those that are, but what I want to share is that most aren't. What is happening is there are people with a stronger, more confident nature, people that are more opinionated. It doesn't make them a bully. When you say solid, this is what I want to do, I respect opinion, but I have a different opinion again. We're talking about when you're married. We're talking about in school or friends or neighbors. They're not manipulators. They're just people that are very clear with what they want. They say what they want. And it doesn't make them uh, manipulators. Manipulators are people are going to try to convince you even once you said your sentence, your statement. They'll try to make you feel guilty. Well, this is, you know, this is a very good awareness, I think, that uh, many times, you know, we're we falling in, uh, in between the cracks and they, we like to put an extreme, you know, oh, this person is uh, BBT and uh, this is a manipulative, you know. Uh, we like to do this, but, uh, it's, you know, as, as, as you said, it's uh, very, very clear that many people, just strong leaders, strong uh, and... I would say even now, you know, you take uh, strong leaders like uh, Trump and Putin. <laughs> this, uh, That's right. The, the question is, who is, who is the BPT over there? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And what's happening is I hear this over and over now, but where people are telling me, or if I can speak, I've got someone coming in or telling me that the kids are calling them, let's say this, a controller. And yes, you speak to them in five minutes and you see they are opinionated. I would change the word from a controller to opinionated. Yes, they're opinionated, and they'll admit that they're opinionated. And they'll even admit that they get upset if you don't take their opinion. But they go, I don't mind. I don't care if I get upset. I'm not allowed to have an emotion. Many times people have got to be comfortable with someone being upset at them, and that's the person that's upset. It's their issue. You don't get your way. It happens in life. Some people get upset. Some people get sad. But the concept is, you don't have to be afraid of that. You know, uh, I w- <coughs> sorry, I just said that sure. uh, you just you just tell me that uh, 
you know, in our in our age today, and we see it so clear in the politics uh, situation right now, unfortunately, and we can see that uh, see people can. Uh, uh, I would say in uh, right now in uh, in our in, in America in United States of America, we found that unfortunately, unfortunately, people don't accept the other opinion. That's right. It's, very, very it's much so. Very, it's called uh, open-minded. It's called tolerant, but definitely not. And this is this is what is scary about you know. So I just got a message over here where someone just said this, and I don't know. I don't think that they're clients. I don't recognize their number, but they say it. So it's going here. I had this with my wife till I worked on my confidence. We've got that many times where people are coming in. They're stating their wife is a personality disorder, and what's really happening is that the wife is very confident, the wife's very opinionated, her family might be very opinionated and very confident, and he's coming in gentle, and especially with his stereotype that the men are the strong one, the wives aren't. And here, where you've got the wife running the show, and next thing you know, they're diagnosing the wife with all these diagnoses, and the mother-in-law, the father-in-law, all they need is someone to say, it's very nice, but I have a different opinion. I want to do things differently. And again, they might be upset. But they're allowed to be upset. Sometimes when a person sets a boundary, you expect the other person to be happy. No. The person's allowed to be upset. We don't need, we don't need to take away their emotion. I want to remind everyone the number to call up. 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. The, the question Again, is... 718-683-5858. I can see that we've got the listeners. So let's go ahead and get your comments. I, I would. The question is really the awareness how to accept this. You know, this is something that's very how to tolerance it, as we, you said. Uh, many many um, people su- suddenly just become like uh, aggressive, and they don't know how to tolerate other people's opinion. This is the this big issue, right? That's right. Yeah. I would say this is this how to teach us how to listen to other people. To so this is what that guy's message was, that once he worked on his confidence, things have changed. So again, the number is 718-683-5858. And what is the text number again? He must be on the other line taking it, uh, taking a call. So what we are going to be doing right now is just being aware. Think about yourself. There's someone that's strong, someone that you might think is a controller or a manipulator. In reality, they might be very strong, and they might even be wrong, but still doesn't make them a manipulator. And let's take this even one step further. What about having a fight? Husbands are allowed to, are allowed, and a wife's allowed to have a disagreement. There's nothing wrong if there's a fight happening. In fact, we're going to go to Mrs. R. We're going to a caller. Okay, we we'll go to Mrs. R. R. We continue the conversation later. Hello. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so I'm going to a simcha tomorrow, and I'm making a special effort, and um, I'm happy to, but there's a certain somebody that I didn't speak to in a while, and I'm going to bump into them. So if I come to see them, and they're going to ask me how come I didn't speak to them. I don't know how to handle it. Watch this. Try this on me. 
try it. Ask me, why didn't you speak to me? Ask that question. Uh, Let's do a role play. Uh, 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 why didn't you speak to me? Uh, great question. How are you doing now? Uh, okay. What's going on? How are your children? Uh, okay. Notice, you could just I, move on. You just say, okay, you can acknowledge it, and just ask another question. Could I say, okay, or could I say, I'm so busy, I'm just so busy now? Well, you could do that, but you see, when you just, notice or, what happened. You just said, okay, or I'm busy now, and then it's quiet, which means you're opening up the door now for the person to ask again, but why? What happened? Why didn't I call them? That's right. Now, if you ask the question, you need to come prepared. That when they ask you, why didn't you call, you're not focusing on that. What you're focusing on is, hi, how are your kids doing? Where were you going? I heard you did something. You're changing the conversation. You need to, not you need to. It's important to learn how to lead a conversation, to ask questions that interest you. Do you realize? So can you tell me three questions or three comments you're going to be discussing with her when you meet her, maybe even before she asks you, why didn't you call, or why didn't you answer my phone, or why didn't you call me? Imagine you say, oh, hi, you look so great. Where did you get that dress? Where do you do your hair or your shaitl or whatever it should be? How's work coming along? What would happen if you would start leading the conversation? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's, let's think about it. That's what happens. We can change that. I'm not sure who's going to lead it first. Well, then you lead it. Come prepared. Mm -hmm. Have a question or two set up that when she starts, you've got your question and your comments set up already. Oh. And let's say she asks you, why didn't you call me? You don't even have to respond to that. All you can do is just very simply ask those questions that you have. Oh, I heard you doing something. I heard you going away now for the summer. You're taking a break. Which I am. Uh, yeah, but I not about you. You're talking about her. No, I'm talking about me. That that let's say they know that I'm going to take a break. Right. So let's say they go. You go. Hi. Do you know where I'm going? Uh, and this I, I can bring that you up. Start discussing. You can lead. You can choose the topic for people to discuss. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I say um, to the fact that I'm busy also, or is that not, you know? Sure you could, but now you're having a dialogue with them. Uh-huh. You don't want to have a dialogue about a topic that doesn't interest you. Uh-huh. Got, it? Got it? Yes, I do. So how do you feel when you can lead the conversation? Uh, that, that I have control? That's right, and that's our goal. And even if they bring up some topics, you have the right and the ability to just not answer. So can you pick two topics? Think of two topics. Now, I'm going to act like her. And go ahead. Let's try that. So I'm going to ask you, so why didn't you call me? And now right away, don't even answer my question. Go straight to another topic that you want to discuss. Um, are you going anywhere? Um, I want to. I'm thinking about going away for two days. Now continue the conversation. Oh, we're. How are you doing? Like that's. You got to keep it going. Mhm. 
What about any personal um, things? Excellent. Very good. You see how you're keeping the conversation. And I'm watching to go, but you know, I realize I tried calling you. Why didn't you call me? The other children or grandchildren and nephews and nieces call me. Why didn't you call? Have the second topic. A, a different topic to discuss? Yeah. Um, or go right back to the topic about tr about where you're going. Mm -hmm. uh, Do you realize when you're in control of the conversation, it keeps things focused in the way you would like it to go? Uh, uh, right. I could have control. That's right, and that's our goal. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. That is a great topic. A great thank you so much. I really enjoy yourself. Yeah, of dealing with strong people, or people might ask you about things like that. You know, and you have the right to think about and to discuss what you want to discuss and how you want to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe I'll give you a feedback of, of this. Oh, that would be fantastic. Uh, fantastic. If, you, if you would like a feedback. Yeah, I, we always appreciate feedback. And enjoy the simcha. And, and, that's right, and enjoy the simcha. Oh, yeah, thank let's, you. Let's uh, thank focus you so on much. Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. give you a, a big feedback. Yeah. Please, uh, Mercy Shev, this we look forward to. One thing, that uh, you don't let it ruin your simcha over there. Because I want to enjoy it. I, that's don't want exactly. to, I want to enjoy it. I'm very special, and I want to enjoy it. And everyone loves me, and I want to enjoy it. Okay, great. Excellent. Because I'm very yeah. um, cheerful, and everyone comes. Yeah, I'm a very cheerful person. And you finish, and in a minute you start, suddenly you see somebody that you know. Oh, I, I, need, I need to talk with the other person. One second, one second, and just go uh -huh. and, and evaporate with the other side, you know? You can do it. Uh, okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to call you in a few days to let you know what happened. Marit please call up next week. Thank you. Good, uh, good night. Good night. Good night. And the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the number that would like to text is 347. What's the number again? 927 8398. That's 347-927-8398. And feel free to go ahead and to call. We look forward to that. It seems like last week we had a lot of callers and a lot of texts. That's right. Uh, right now after the, the Tzom, after the Shabbat, it's like uh, everybody tired. <laughs> so exactly. we continue with the, 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 you know, the opinionator. That's right. So let's go back to opinionating, opinionated people. It's important for us to recognize that people have opinions, people say what they want, and we need to be strong. We need to be clear. And the stronger we get, the more we can accept other people. Yes, uh, I would say that, as you said before, about uh, even a husband and wife, it's very important to be, you know, I know that it's tough. Many times it's tough. You have an opinion, your wife has an opinion, and uh, it becomes emotion. This That's is, right. This is where we are supposed to understand the, the, the you know, the borderline. 
and let let it accept. And it's tough. I, I, I'm agree. You know, many times we had an argument with my wife. And she she can tell me, you know, Nisim, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand me. That's right. And I and I I, mean, I, I know I admit that I don't understand this. You know, it's very tough. <laughs> we well in the age of uh, you know non gender issue, <laughs> but we have a man and a woman, a man from Mars and a woman from Venus, and with total different personality. And it's it's tough to to get it. That's and, right. And not to blame. When things are different, let's not blame. Yeah. The blaming part, that pain, when we look at people different, it might be that you don't want to interact with that person. Well, I'm not saying you have to interact with every person. If it's your wife, you need to. If it's your in-laws, it's very important for your shalom bias to learn to work out things out with them or to deal with it. Yes, it is very important. But again, we're not blaming. We don't need to label people. We don't have to diagnose people. Yeah. They are where they are. You are where you are. And it's okay exactly where you are. And again, the number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And to send a, me- a text message is 347-927-8398. 347-927-8398. Very quiet today. Yes. This happens sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all, now, all, all of a sudden it will open and all the lines will be... Like, exactly. Usually the last half like, hour, 20 was, minutes, all of a sudden everyone is calling. Yeah. Let's go along this line when we accept and understand other people, what does it change? As this person sent us the message with his wife that he felt that way until he worked on his confidence. What changes then? What changes when a person, many times people would ask me, what would it help if I go to therapy if my spouse has the issue, if my children have the issue? And the answer is that there is a dance. There is a position that happens. So if one person yells, then the, based on the dance, then the other person will yell louder. Then what's supposed to happen is then the original person is now going to yell even louder. And as their voice is escalating, you're getting caught up into the dance. And now it's who's going to get the last word? Who is going to say, who's going to admit to the other one that they are right or wrong? Because that's the focus. Admit that you're wrong. Or the other way, admit that, that I'm right. Whatever it should be, or admit that I'm mostly right. And even once they admit that they're mostly right, they still complain. They still say it's not fair. This part you don't understand me. How could you see it any other way? The answer is very simple and very clear. The answer is it's not about you. It's about feeling confident and safe and secure to be able to do what you need to do. And when you are confident, when you're secure... You can hear that this is my view, and this is your view. And even though we have different views, we both might be right. That is when the person has the availability in their mind to hear, okay, this is what the other person says. They can't be stupid. There's got to be something to them that they're right. Let me understand why. Where could they be coming from? This is a person of a self-esteem. A person with a self-esteem is able to know that they are good, they're right, 
And now they have the availability to hear the other person, and the other person can also be right. Now let's try to figure out how we're both right or what's going on. And what happens many times at that position is sometimes it goes to, wow, I might even have been wrong. It's possible that I was wrong. All that can only happen once a person can entertain this thought that maybe I was wrong. Maybe yeah, I, I could have done it differently. I would say, I would say that uh, Chachamim said to us, a posel b'mumo posel. Many times. Yeah. I, I found it very amazing from, uh, in my personal. Many times I found something that I dislike and it's exactly something that I, it's, it's in my, you know, in my side also. So they're doing yeah. this. A very, very true. A posel b'mumo posel. Okay, we'll go to um, Mrs. L. Mrs. L, hi, and welcome to the program. So um, I wonder if you could ask my question. If not, you could just um, make maybe an awareness out of it. So I have this I have this interesting thing that basically I don't have any um, OCD symptoms, but I have this interesting thing that when one hand gets wet, the other hand also has to get wet. <laughs> like... If I if my hand just like if I'm starting to wash dishes and one hand I uh, just make sure to make the other hand wet as well. I wonder well, what awareness do you want to make? I, I like, hear a statement. What? I hear a, is, what? Yeah, I hear a statement. I don't hear a question. Right. So my my question is if this would be like part of OCD or whatever. I can't diagnose, but it's normal if one hand is wet to feel one hand's wet, the other one isn't. But to want to make it wet or to think about it the whole time, that's generally when the mind gets a little locked in certain thoughts. Right. No, but it's not like I think about it the whole time. I just make the other hand wet as well. Just, you know. What's the difference? How severe? Just like every, again, I'm not, asking, I don't, I'm not right. saying what you have or what you don't have. But what I am saying is that there are different levels or degrees that something can disturb you. So let me ask something. If you ask 10 friends, how many of your friends will say that they have this issue, that if they have their right hand is wet, they need their left hand to be wet? I don't know. I, I, I thought it was weird, but I, I don't know. But I don't have any other OCD symptoms. I, you see, you're already diagnosing. I'm not saying what they are. I don't know right. what You just is. say that it's not, it's not like it's not common. Right. It's not I common, and weird. then we need to see why. And what's going on? I would, in other words, here is where we do a full evaluation. Where are other issues yeah. going on? Are you worried but about that? But you know what? I, I wouldn't go make a whole evaluation because it's one silly thing. You know, it, it just doesn't Excellent. disturb my life. I was so just interested. Right. So just be aware that generally when you, do, yeah, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to do this. First of all, are you older than 18, just to be sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know my voice okay. sounds young, but I'm not, yeah. No, that's okay. That's what I'm asking. So let me ask one other question along those lines then. So... Is it just this one place if your right hand is wet, let's say your left hand is wet, the other hand you feel you have to make it wet? Or do you sometimes think about other stuff? Like, did I do something? Should I do it again? Would you check things over and over? No, I really don't have these kind of things, no. Okay. I, I thought about what it, but happened? I really don't. What? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you ever have maybe a sensory stuff to, to touch or that, different that feelings? Might, that, yeah, that might be. Oh, it could be sensory. I didn't think about it. Yeah. Sure, that's many times sensory. Where one feel where there's a feeling on one hand, and you need the feeling in the other. So right. if someone has sensory, can also have issues like that. 
might be, yeah. Oh, cool. Would you feel comfortable sharing on air some other places where you might have a sensory just so that we can understand? I don't know. It? I don't know. I thought about it. somebody just told me that it might be sensory that I just I don't like when too um like when the chicken touches the potato in the plate. Right. Like I like it to be separate. Okay, good. And and what other things? Um Hmm, I can't really think of anything. Okay. I'm I'm cold a lot, maybe. That sounds to me. I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah, it's interesting. I I didn't think that might be sensory. Could be. Anything else, like with the food touching, things like that, similar to that? Um. No, I don't think so. All right, very good. So thank you for sharing that. And just know that there are ways to help that, but really? only when you want well? to invest in that. Why what? should you invest in that? Why should you change? Right. Um, in adults, you could also okay. help sensory. Like I didn't. I thought it was only like a kid thing. Well, it starts as a kid, and if you don't deal with it as a kid, then you'll have it as an adult. Right. Interesting. Right. Things like that. So someone sent us. Thank you for calling. I appreciate it. <laughs> Very brave of you. Okay, thank you. Certainly. And the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. The, you just sent us a message, Rebness, and I think the difference between opinionated and manipulated abusive is that if the same words would be said in a softer tone, it would be okay. If the same words would be said softly and it would make you cringe and feel worthless and and humiliated, that's manipulative. Possibly. But here's again what we're sharing, that sometimes people are strong. And you need to be stronger to tell them the tone and the way you've done it is not healthy. Or it might be healthy for you, but it's too strong for me. It's not what you feel. It's about... Are you able to set the boundaries with them? When someone is abusive and manipulative, it's when you set a boundary and they will attack you for the boundary. They will make fun of you for setting a healthy boundary. That's when it's not healthy. So it's very important for us, in my opinion, <coughs> many people go around talking about, I felt hurt by that. You might have felt hurt, and I'm not denying you feeling hurt. It still doesn't make the other person abusive or manipulative. It might just be that this is something you need to work through. The, okay. the number to call up is 718 683 5858. 718 683 5858. Second. We go to Mrs. H. Mrs. Hi, H. thank you Hi, so much for your program. program. Thank you so much. Um, I just had an interesting question. A lot of times I see parents um, doing this with their kids, and I just felt it was wrong. I was curious what you think about it. Um, When, let's say, the kid gets hurt from something, let's say they bump their head into a table, so then the mother will say, oh, bad table, bad table, and you could smack the table, and now you're all better. And I just thought it was teaching the kid that do nakama, and then you're all better. So I was just curious what you thought about that and if you had other options because now I have a three-year-old of my own and she seems to have picked that up somewhere else because I would never do that. 
I'm just curious, should I try to train her away from that? Should I say it's normal toddler behavior? I think it's a nice, great awareness. I just think you're thinking a bit too much into it, which means a tremendous amount of people do that. Like, you let out the anger, like you hit it, and like kids move on, but they don't really teach it, they don't really do it when they're older. However, I appreciate the sensitivity that you have, and I think that's beautiful, and that is very nice to be able to teach your kid, and that is when they get hurt, then you could just say, oh, you're hurt, you're in pain, whatever you teach children, that's how they're going to react. So you can choose what to teach them and how to teach them. So you can choose that if they hurt their head, they bumped into the table, that they could just say it, oh, I bumped my head in the table over here, or I'm hurt. Like, just say the emotions, I'm hurt, I'm angry. It's just a way of, in Yiddish is a word, to farspil, to distract the child. The kid's crying, and all of a sudden you're hitting the table, and they're busy hitting it, they move on. That's right. the, one of the big secrets that you with children. They're hurt, and you ask, start asking them a couple of questions, and they forget about their crying. And now they've moved on to doing other stuff. Right. So, again, I do think, I do, I appreciate the concept that you bring up, but pretty flexible, easy. Right. You know, these these little behaviors go, go well. I would say okay. that in the older age, older age, you said "ad la chatuna until the wedding, it will bad. You know, just <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like don't grow out of it. <laughs> That's uh... yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Have a great night. You're welcome. Great question. I appreciate the question. And the number to call up to ask your question is seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And again, as always, looking forward to taking. Your question. The text three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. Interesting. We have some text. Uh, I don't know if you. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's send them. Let I let's send you right now. All right, what does shaking the leg constantly come from? I would say stress. As I have found people that are stressed when they're, in their, when they're in sessions by us, they're stressed, and we identify it, what's shaking, what's coming up, and we definitely um, look at that. Many times a person can have a lot of energy, especially when you're sitting and you're learning for a couple of hours, and like the body has to release energy, but at the same time you're sitting and you're learning, so that's when the foot can shake. So again, it's a sign that there isn't an inner peace, so that you need to release a lot of the emotions. And let's go ahead and take another text question over here. Dear Mr. Weinberger, thank you so much for your wonderful line. I'm a long-time listener. I learned so much and brought so much awareness in my life. And when I started therapy, I was a well-educated consumer. Thanks so much. How does a person develop schizophrenia? What happens to a person, to the brain, that develops this disorder? So how does a person develop it? It is a machlo that there is no ways to just develop that. It just happens. No, it's not something that you consciously do. It's not that we're aware of anything that you ate something and it happens. It's just why would someone get a heart attack or the gallbladder stop working or the kidneys stop working? It's a part of the brain, part of the body, and the part of the body sometimes has a dysfunction. And what happens to a person that the brain develops this disorder is many times they can see things, they can hear things that aren't there. 
and these are one of the signs of the disorder. There's medication that can help slow it down a little or even keep it pretty stable, but you need to, they need to be on medication, and it's important to start ASAP. The earlier you start, the better it is a chance to prevent it from escalating. Once it escalates, it's many times a lot harder to make it work. We are going to Mrs. C. Hi, welcome hi. to the program. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yeah, hi. Okay, I'm going to try to make my question as simple as possible. Um, let's see what you can answer me. If somebody has a simcha coming up and they, it's for a step family member, and they really don't feel close to them, and they're not interested in going, just that their mother really, really, really would be like hurt if they don't come. How much does a person have to go out of their way to please their mother and give away from themselves? And you want me to answer that? <laughs> Can you? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. We no? can't create an awareness that if you please your mother, you know, your mother might be happier, might be more relaxed, might be calmer, she'll appreciate it, but then it might be very hard on you. Or right. other stuff going up, and it's a big, huge mitzvah. On the other hand, if you don't go, it might be a couple of hours that you didn't go and things were easier on you, but then your mother might be upset at you for a couple of days, and therefore you might be so upset at other stuff. And uh, the anger that might go on for a week or two weeks might be worth it to just go. These are relationship issues. So there's A, the mitzvah kibbutz of aim issue, as well as juggling different roles, and who knows what your husband thinks about it, and all the other stuff. So the awareness that we're getting is that your question is very complicated. Your husband wants you not to go. So now, right. first, have you ever contacted a rub? What do you do if your mother wants one thing and your husband says another? He 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 does not like telling me not to go. He just knows that it puts me in not you know such a good mood. Um, I never contacted a rub. No. Okay. So these are family issues where it's a lot more complicated than for me to give a yes or a no or that type of answer. Uh-huh. You don't have any like, awareness about step families, like how much, you know. I don't even hear a step family issue. I hear an issue between you and your mother. Your mother wants you to do something. You don't want to do it, and there's going to be an issue. What's the difference if your mother wants you now to walk around your block, and you uh-huh. don't want to? That's what I hear what's going on. I don't hear yet a step step issue. Step issue is if you're, let's say, your mother is now remarried to a person, and he's got kids, and you've got, and, and your kids, let's say your siblings, and now it's coming to Yantiv, and your mother's saying, listen, I have to please my husband, so we're having his kids this Pesach, or this Sukkot, or this Shavuot, so we're not having you. This is a step issue. This is your feeling second place to their children. Okay, so or what happens mother, if, you're, so what if, you if they're that? helping out the other siblings more than you, or, their, or the other child, or the other siblings are saying things or doing things that are bothering you. So this is stepchildren's issues. This has to do with you and your mother. Okay, so let's say sure. I have an issue with my mother that I used to always listen to her and I was always a very good girl. And now I'm like starting to think that I don't want to be anymore. So is that, like what awareness can you make to that? Like what, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know what the word good girl means. Does good girl mean someone that does whatever they want or good girl is someone that does what's the right step? Right, so how do you know? Good girls do, do what the mother wants. I, I don't 
I didn't know that. Good girl is what the Hashem wants. And if sometimes Hashem wants you to listen to your husband over your mother, then the good girl is listening to your husband over your mother. If parents have to tell someone to do an Avera, and Hashem says not to, you don't. The good girl is someone that listens to what Hashem wants. So mm-hmm. I don't know what so why good would girl kids means. be so afraid of their mother? That's a great question. You tell me. Why are you so afraid of your mother? <laughs> well, like, if she, really, like, what can a mother do to a kid? She could just be really? Upset I'm asking them. you. Why are you so afraid? How can we get out of being afraid? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know why. How can we get out of? You don't even tell us why. I guess she... The number to call up, just one shield, everyone, 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. 718 again, 683-5858, 718-683-5858. And the number to send you a text is 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398. Eight three nine eight. Right. So I appreciate your call. I appreciate the concept sharing that about. So you don't have any. You can't. You think it's too complicated a question? Um, I don't. You're asking questions that I am just human. I uh-huh. feel like you need to be someone like Mashiach to be able to answer these answers or nothing. So- uh-huh. So Why your mother is this and that, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so can I ask another question? Go ahead. Okay, what are the most important things for children that they should grow up to be healthy? Because I... I the it's most not, important thing. What are the... Yeah, I, I, what, I, I, what we have, again, these very extreme answers. Why? What ruined... What makes a kid ruined? You tell me. Sounds like you thought about this a lot. I've thought about it a lot, yeah. So, and so I'll share try, a couple um, of insights that you have. Now that I'm a mother, I really want to do the right thing. I know that it's not buying things. Notice I shifted it back to you, and you're not answering the question. Okay, yeah, so what's your question? So, come, uh, yeah, give me five things that you think, five points that are very important that a mother can do to help prevent breaking her child's self-esteem. That a mother could do to break it or not to break it? Well, let's start. What are five things she could do that could break it? Um, I guess she can embarrass them. Yes. Um, knock them, insult them. Uh-huh, knock them, make, insult them, yes. Make them feel bad, make them feel stupid. Excellent, make them Blame feel bad them. and stupid. Those are all one, good. Those are all knocking them down, good. What else would you say? Not validate them. That's right, not validate and not listen to them, definitely. Blame them. Yeah. Excellent. So you had, and I guess what would be now the positive side? So that's what I want. What are I want to know what's well, what the opposite. What are the opposites of all those things that you said? But nobody's ever superhuman. No, everybody makes mistakes. I asked, what's the opposite? What's the opposite of being very encouraging, um, listening to them, um, taking care of their needs, Excellent. not shaming them, praising them, and Excellent. Um, you hit it on the nail. Love yeah, them, love them, you know? Yes. Trust them, love them, you know? Trust them, love them, but I know that even unhealthy mothers also do some of that. We all make mistakes as a parent. So, right, so my question is, what is what is the thing that really causes damage? Wait, the unhealthy people percentages, what percentage do those parents that have issues do it? That's where the answer comes in. 
Mm-hmm. What percentage does the mother knock down the child or father or use negative tom- comments? Uh-huh. So you're saying the percentage of how much you do it? Sure. What percentage would you say the person that you're thinking of that knocked down the child did it? I guess they did it pretty often, but they also did the other side very often. And still the child was very, very knocked. Um, so someone I just heard um, yesterday, a great muscle. I've said it once in the past, but I just heard it recently again. And that is as follows. The human brain is very simple. Whatever you plant, it will grow. So you can plant a tree, an orange tree, and that will grow. You can plant a tree a cactus tree, and that will grow. You can plant them both, and you'll have both grow. Mm -hmm. So what are you hearing from this? So you can have a lot of the positive and a lot of the negative. That's right. But that's not good, right? (laughs) Either. Well, exactly. Well, what do you think is going to happen to such a person? They're going to be very torn, very not okay. That's right. Very confused. Uh-huh. Exactly. I hear. Okay, fine. Thank you. Excellent. Well, Mordechai, it was, it's, it's a good example, you know, the tree. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. You know, just when you have uh, a drown a year, so it doesn't grow. When you have a lot of water and a lot of sun, it's growing beautiful, going nice. That's right. And so the, the muscle, the person said, is the human brain is like the earth. Whatever you plant there, it will grow. You plant positivity, that will grow. You plant negativity, that will grow, unfortunately. And then we are upset or disappointed, like this person just said, well, someone has given both. So then you'll have both there. And if you've put more time in the, in the positive emotions, then you'll have a much bigger tree of positives with negative. If you put a lot more, even when you do both, but you put a lot more energy... In the negative ones, then you're going to have that bigger tree there. Oh, so here we go, these tough ones. I don't like taking these texts. I'll just read it, but we're not going to address it. My father-in-law embarrasses my husband in front of me and his family. Should I talk to my father-in-law privately? That is, brings down my husband's self-esteem. These are way complicated questions, and this is something that even our private practice, we don't address issues like this. Uh, this is very complicated, yes. Let me just say that to this lady. I would say, you build your husband's gym. I would say that. Yeah. You build I would it. say, that's right. I would say, exactly, but there's so much more that I hear going yeah, on. Yeah, correct. That's right. Believe in your husband. Give Someone your wife as nice good message. words. They believe it should be 80% positive and um, 20% negative. That kids need, I guess, maybe I'm assuming they're saying that kids also need some negativity, you know, or some difficulties in life. Yeah. Again, I, I, the people in the, they put it as negative. I would say uh, put the kids borderlines, you know, guidance. Try right, boundaries. Boundary. But not, That's right. It's not n- negative. Boundaries not negative. means they might not like it. <laughs> you know, the kids need to feel that the parents are solid and they're, they're behind the world. You know, otherwise the kids will try you all over. They step on you. 
and try to do whatever you want. But this in need to that parents are really solid and they, uh, they have the line and the boundary about uh, a certain issue. But you have to build, first of all, love and trust. I, this is very, very important wording to this. To, yeah. keep, to keep your kid uh, normal. True. Kids need to have boundaries. So true. The number to call up, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we are looking forward to taking your questions and your comments. Again, 718 683 5858. Yeah. Just so we know this whole concept about, let's say, difficult people knocking down their family structures, I'll just give a little bit of an awareness, not to get into yes or no, but let's assume that this is the way a child or someone has acted. A parent has acted this way with a child. It's called a family dynamic. The system is set up into place already. Now what's necessary is you're changing a whole family structure, a whole family system. That takes a while to change. It's not easy. It doesn't just happen all of a sudden. And that is a large part of the focus of what, when someone wants to change a a daughter-in-law or a son-in-law wants to change family dynamics, that takes a while to change as a family, as someone that believes and sees a lot of family dynamics, it's not easy to just get into and just change. I think it's it takes a, ver- a while. A very naive uh, approach. Yes. The only one that you can change is yourself and help your, help your husband. Exactly. Exactly. And the number again to call up, 718 683 5858. Come on, we can get your questions and your comments. We know we got the listenership, so let's go ahead. 718-683-5858. Mr. M. Mr. M. Hi, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for your uh, fantastic show. Appreciate it. It's the first time I call. Uh, so I'm oh, welcome. Very brave. Um, but I've listened to you through torrentitone.com a few times. So, um, um, I had a question regarding uh, the approach that a husband will take uh, vis-a-vis kind of a um, quarrels, you know, disagreements between the wife and the teenage daughters. What would be or what should be my approach? Should I back up my wife no matter what, or should I just stay silent, or should I disagree with me? I'm trying to issues. So instead of giving a three yeah. option choice that you have, you do, you back up your wife no matter what, you back up your daughter no matter what, or you remain quiet, I think there are some other concepts. And part of the concept is, as Robinson said sort of with that to that wife, with her husband, with the father in law would knock him down. That is what's your role? Is your role or let's try it differently. Would your wife listen to you if you tell her to change? Very likely not. Very likely it didn't just start with your teenage daughter when she hit all of a sudden a teenager. Very likely this has been going on for a while. Right. And then 
Therefore, let's understand, defending your daughter is going to make a fight between you and your wife. Not defending your daughter or agreeing to your wife, your daughter will now take as if you are fighting with her like your wife is. So you're caught either way in the, in the, and stuck in the middle. What, what we usually do, again, this takes a lot of work on how to do it and on the balanced manner, but what we usually try to do is we try to help the husband, or sometimes it's the wife, but in your case it's the husband, sort of tell the wife and tell the daughter, this is your dance. This is your issue. I get along with my daughter great. I know how to set the boundaries. If it's between you and her, get the guidance. But I'm not getting involved, because most of the time the wife will ask you to get involved. But you have the right, you can speak to your daughter after, not telling her anything about mommy. Not telling her, oh, mommy is wrong, where you're now undermining your wife. Or not telling her why mommy's right. I'm not discussing you and mommy. But we can discuss school. We can discuss me and you. And what happens when you stop enabling, when you stop being the judge... When, you, when they stop feeling that they could speak to you, so if your wife will come at the end of the day, oh, I had such a hard day with my daughter. Do you know what she did? And you go, no, 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 no. I am not getting into that position. There seems to be an issue between you and our daughter. You seem to need some guidance or what you're doing isn't working. I have tried all these years to try to make a change. I wasn't able to. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to get involved in this. But then in this in this situation, my wife is getting hurt. I mean, I, I feel for her. I I really, uh, you know, have... You feel uh, for who? I, for my wife. I mean, she's really getting the, the, the beating all the time. Even though she may not be right... Let me ask you a question. Says, have you ever yes. driven a car? Of course. Okay, wonderful. Did you ever see a, a T in the road, like we have to make a right or a left? Correct. Yeah. What happens if you go straight? You have to hit the dead wall. I mean, it, it, okay. It, so it, don't you have Rahmanas and that person? You'll help them? I hope it, so. It, yeah, of course. Sure. What happens if the person comes to the same T and they go straight again? So I hear you, but I'm trying to see... Your wife... Has an issue with, her te- with, with your teenage daughter, and she's not getting guidance how to change the dance. And as the saying goes, if you don't change where you're heading, you'll actually end up there. Your wife is having difficulties with your teenage daughter, and she's not speaking to a Rebetzin or to Machanechas. I'm not talking about a therapist. I'm talking about mm-hmm. Rabbanim, Rebetzins. And she's not getting guidance how to change. She'll end up exactly where she's heading. The next interaction with your daughter will be a fight. Shocking. Yeah. yeah. So if I could summarize it, you're saying that tell her to go get some help. But meanwhile, no. Why tell her? How many times have you told her already? Summarizing is for you oh. not to tell her a thing. No, no. Summarizing what I'm is for you to actually get completely out of it. You're not allowed to tell her anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're not even allowed to listen to her share how hard it is what she's going through with a teenager. But 
but this situation is kind of hurting our relationship because she said, of you're course. not backing me up. You're That's not, you need you're to not helping to guide me. Her. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> you're right. And your role yeah. is to say, you know, this is something out of my league. <laughs> I see. I do that many times. We're talking, can I know, let's say this girl's 16 years old, 12 years old, 18 years old. You know, for the last five years, things, or three years, for the last year, things have not been going well. You're talking to me. I'm trying to get involved in helping, and it's only getting worse. I think me giving advice is not good. Me listening isn't good. And that's really what we tell. We tell people, if you are listening to someone that is in a negative dance and you're not helping, means it's not changing for the better, get out. Because you're actually making it worse by listening. By you listening, they think they're right. By you listening, they lost that pressure. Because you know when people are hurt, they have to get it out. Now that your wife got it out, she's not going to change. By you not listening, by you removing yourself. We've had stories, countless people have called up over here. The J-Root program have shared that when they had people close to them sharing difficulties they have with their children, difficulty, difficulties with spouses, and the more they listened, for years it never changed. And they go, you know something? I tried guiding you. It wasn't working out. I don't think I should really give any guidance about this. Or when they go, you know, well, I not, really you believe know, in you. guidance. Let's say let's say we're sitting at the Shabbos table and they start arguing, and yeah. then should I just get up and leave, or should I just sit down and you know eat my emotions? You know, it's very difficult to see. My well, I think hurt, but again, you're asking them what you should too. do. We don't give guidance exactly what should be done because I don't know right. what's happening. I understand. I understand. There is a time where someone has to stop. There is a time where you might have to take your wife by the hand. And take her, walk her into a therapist's office. There are times mm-hmm. there's something like therapists are saying, I don't know what's going on. There are times where therapists are mandated reporters. Means mm-hmm. the concept is that some very few times, very few, but for those one or two places where parents write, where parents have a role, we have an obligation to our children. And not only is a parent not doing their obligation, but they're damaging the children on a severe level, we need mm-hmm. to protect our children. I don't know what's happening in your house to tell you what you should be doing out of Shabbos Duda. One thing I could tell you is, what if you continue doing what you were doing, your wife continues to do what she's doing, and your daughter continues to do what she is doing, <laughs> then the dynamic will never change, because all three of you are doing the same thing. That's right. Your daughter will make a comment, your wife will give a response, and you'll remain quiet. Well, if that dance has been going on, then why should it ever change if it's going to continue? And that's what we do in therapy. That's what mm-hmm. or people that understand to the dynamic of the dance and things like that will know how to identify it, will know how to prevent it, and will help you start changing the dance. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. So can you just share with me two minutes what you heard? Let's see, what was your question? What's the, what are you getting clearer? Um, I guess the gist of the comments you made is that this is not something that can be solved overnight. My wife definitely needs to get some therapy, and uh, I guess along with me to see if I could help her during this situation. 
That's right. And if your wife isn't going to go to therapy, then you go. All we need is one person to change the dance. If you're focusing on your wife going to therapy or on your daughter changing and they don't want to, don't wait for them. You go. Yeah, I already started, but I think wouldn't the therapists need to know exactly what the dynamics are without uh, talking to the, the kids? Say that again? Wouldn't, wouldn't a therapist need to know um, the other side of the story? But so they're not they wanting to picture? come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, would, uh, I think that uh, Go first, ahead. Of, first of all, I just, I don't, the, the, it seems very, very strange dynamic over there. It's, uh, it's only one daughter. Is you have, you have another? Scene. No, two daughters. Two daughters. And one it's, is, yeah, it's, one is married, have already a child, and the other one is just getting married. So. So, so the the one that unmarried right now, it's basically playing the the uh, ping pong uh, uh, games with your wife, right? So the other one, you know, they kind of uh, help each other fighting. <laughs> so um, they teamed up against your wife. Yeah. So oh, I, that's so sad. Do, I, what's your relationship with them? I have good relationship. I mean, I am very reserved. Uh, you know, I, I don't play their game. But at the same time, sometimes I get trapped into their logic, and they're very articulate. But, uh, you know, it comes uh-huh. a time where I see my wife really getting hurt, and, you know, I back off helping them, you know, listening to them. Anymore. Yeah. Listen, what do you say? I, I would say that uh, first of all, you need you need to go to uh, a therapy to this. Uh, I, I would say to to end this situation, and I would say that in the minute you get the tools to uh, work with this, you can direct uh, all all the situation in the house. Very very mm-hmm. important. Uh, the, the, to change uh, the, the the mother, it seems to be very tough, and to convince right now the girls old old enough to. No, the to say that you're going to lose. I thought that that girl is younger, a little bit younger than this age. Uh, so you can. I saw that a lot of parents that lost the, the children like this. You know, basically, the children lost, went out to uh, from the house and do whatever they want. And in this case, I don't see it like this. But uh, I see that it's uh, basically uh, something that uh, your wife need help. And you, you, I would suggest you suggest that, you know, until now, we, you did what you did. Let's go and let's, let's try to help, up, to help ourselves and working together. Maybe go to therapist for a few sessions. Let's see how it's working. And then maybe you can convince her to go like this. So, again, what yeah. do you no. think would change with her? This says if you would go to therapist. I want to take a second. Even if your wife doesn't go, what do you think would change if you go to therapy weekly? Well, it would help me understand, you know, how to deal with them, obviously. I mean, not, yeah, what would uh, change if you're not going to be feeding into it? So your wife's going to be hurt. Yeah. And what would change then? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last sentence. My phone. What just, uh, would change if it. you will have a different way of dealing? Let's say you won't be speaking to your wife when she's frustrated over what's happening. 
example, if I don't speak with her about this, I mean, then she would handle it herself. But and what would happen times, then? The, the point, the problem is that when she reacts, she reacts a little bit irrational because Good, of her emotions. What would happen if she'll they, react irrational? Get the situation worse. And what would happen if it's going to get worse? Go ahead. I mean, if they take, uh, you know, uh, whatever the reaction, whatever decisions that they make emotionally, usually is not a good decision. Good, and what will happen then? Take it to the end. The relationship will get worse and worse. I mean, yeah, and what would happen then? Take it all the way to the end. Eventually, cut off relationship altogether. Good, and then what would happen? Is there anything worse than that? I don't know what you're saying. Well, maybe your wife would be forced to go to therapy. You'll still speak to them because they don't have an issue with you. They get along with you. They speak to you. Well, I understand what you're They'll disconnect from her. What do you Mm -hmm. think would happen if the worst happens? She might actually get better. Mm -hmm. She would realize that it's dead end. That's right. Your kids speak to you. You go to their house. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. And that's when you will go for therapy. At least they will guide you how to change the dance. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. And it's not easy. Thank you. No, it's yeah. not. Thank you so much. I'm very happy. certainly. Thank you. And be well. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have Should we take this last text over here? Uh, okay. We have another one, but okay. Okay, let's try this. Dear Rabbi Weinberger, boy, do I understand this woman who asked how she can handle her mother she's scared of. We sisters feel the same about our mother. No, I don't want to do any of this stuff. Negative, pessimistic, yep. All right, let's try another one. Thanks for your program. I am seeing my therapist for almost two years now. I realize every time I drop an emotional bombshell, soon after I have a physical pain, for example, a cold, a bad throat, terrible stomach, would you say there's a link between them? So it's interesting. I usually hear symptoms when people share things, but not yours. I hear people say they have a headache. I hear people say they couldn't sleep well. I hear people say they might get back pain. But actual, like, a bad throat, which is like a strep or a terrible stomach, I've heard a little, but, like, getting a cold where it's, like, physical, where the nose is running, things like that, I usually don't hear. So I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's not classic. What's classic is you hear right away physical pains, which are pretty clear that they're emotional, but there are no real physical outer symptoms, like a cold. You would have a running nose. Your throat, you're going to be coughing, or your throat actually hurts, versus a headache or versus a back pain, that when you don't think about it, it's easier. When you think about it, it gets worse. What about uh, low... um low immune system because uh, you know very depressed or very 
you know, and emotional stability. Yes, that definitely could happen. But I don't know if, if the immune system, that low immune system happens suddenly when there is an emotional bombshell. Oh, not suddenly. It, suddenly, I would say. Right, like every time, it's possible. But it's just not the common signs that I see, but not that it's not possible. 